Hello and welcome back to Every Little Voice, the podcast on community music. I'm Richard Marcella from the Regent Park School of Music. And on the podcast today, an episode with longtime board member Jesse Mighton. He's been with us for seven years and we unpack his, you know, his journey with Regent Park School of Music. So sit back and enjoy. From the Regent Park School of Music in the city of Toronto, I'm your host, Richard Marcella, and this is Every Little Voice and our socially distanced season three, a podcast about community music. And if your little voice and my little voice get together when we make a joyful noise, and my little voice and your little voice is everything Welcome back to the Every Little Voice podcast brought to you by the Regent Park School of Music. I'm Richard Marcella, and I'm joined today by one of our longtime board members. We're kind of going through the stories of our board members who have been with us for some of them, including Jesse today, Jesse Mighton, uh, several years. Like Jesse, in your case, I think it's been seven years, I want to say. Yeah, approaching seven eight years, approaching eight years of impact. So, Trying to really understand um, the stories as they uh, as they come from multiple perspectives, and, and really excited to hear yours today. So, welcome to the podcast, Jesse Mighton. Thank you for having me. I'm excited uh, to be here. I've, I've enjoyed listening, and uh, this is my first podcast. So, oh, guide me through this process, Richard. <laughs> okay, let's have fun with it. Let's have fun with it. So, Jesse. I uh, I think a good place for our listeners to start is uh, telling them about yourself and how you came to intersect with the Regent Park School of Music. For sure. So I'd have to tap my the old part of my memory going back seven years now. Um, yeah. But uh, my my day job uh, when I'm not working with this school and and. Uh, acting as a board member is in the legal field. I do, I practice corporate law at a large national firm. Uh, I've been doing that for, you know, seven years. Uh, basically I, I, when I started that, uh, I, I looked for an opportunity within the firm, uh, to get involved with an organization mm-hmm. and, uh, through various firm events, uh, there's, you know, musical events that you, know, you do for team bonding when you could do such things. Uh, and I'm somewhat musical. And so, uh, you know, I caught the attention of former RPSM board chair, Michelle Roth, who right. at that time just reached out and said, Hey, like if, if you're looking for an opportunity to get involved uh, with an organization, like mm-hmm. let's talk about Regent Park School of Music. And it came together pretty, pretty quickly after that, because as, as a musical guy, um, it, it's an easy, uh, easy pitch to understand like, Hey, like we're, we're trying to use music to uh, make a difference in people's lives. And, you know, we have a music school and here's where we are and here's you know, where we think we, we want to go. Uh, do you want to be a part of that? I was, you know, pretty all in from, from day one. So, 
you know, as long as I've been practicing law and doing my career, oh, wow. you know, this has wow. been a part of what I, what I do. Um, what an interesting statement that is, Jesse. Like it's, it kind of runs parallel to your, your, your career, which is really beautiful. And I never put those. So we're, we're and then they're off. We've just begun with, he's already hit a, a base hit right down the middle. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's great, right? It's really nice to hear that. Cause I, I mean, part of why we're doing this podcast is to learn to go deeper uh, into the stories of what makes a community music school like ours and others in the world thrive. And I think, you know, you, you touched on something there that, I, that I'd like to, to discuss further, which is the idea of um, the chemistry of what had to happen there. All the, all the right things happened, right? Michelle approached you. Uh, her sales pitch, as strong or kind of casual as it was, resonated with you. And I think, I think you've seen or probably seen over the years in your career and maybe even at the school, sometimes it really blooms in, in your case. Uh, we're saying that for sure. Others, not so much. And so like you've really, I think every year that you, you, every year that you stay with us a little longer and the relationship goes deeper, I see that all of it just getting stronger, which seems like a natural thing. But I mean, do, do you, can we talk about that a little bit? Just like how all those things came together to make it work and yeah, or your willingness on your end to catch the pass and run with it. Yeah. So like there's a cosmic aspect to it, right? When, um, you know, something speaks to you innately and you just mm -hmm. kind of feel like, yeah, this is what I need. Uh, and you know, I might have something to contribute to this bigger endeavor here. Mm -hmm. Um, I think part of it is that, uh, you know, in my day job in the practice of corporate law, and you may be surprised to hear this, it doesn't give you uh, everything a well-rounded human experience uh, needs in life. Sure, um, sure. And uh, what I what I mean by that is like a lot of the like the human component of it, uh, the you know helping others grow component of it aren't the priorities there. But for me, I've you know I, I've been involved you know through whether it was through my my sports uh, when I played sports when I was younger and, and coaching people. Or you know, mentoring kids younger than you in you know high school or college—that's mm -hmm. always been part of you know what I do. Um, and then when you get out into the the real world, there's less structures around it. You have to go kind of seeking those those opportunities out a bit more. Um, so when one comes to you that speaks to you know a big part of you, music is a vehicle for whatever it is people want from music. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That that was great. And then you know. Because as I mentioned, it was like my first, really like just starting the career. It's not like I'm bringing vast experience from other board roles onto this. Uh, in those first couple of years, it was really listening and learning and understanding what this organization uh, does, what it wants to do, uh, how it does those things, how mm -hmm. you know the board uh, operates and, and interacts with you and your team, uh, and, and what that role is. And then as you know, as I understood these things over a period of years, I was able to find ways to contribute more and, you know, take issues on that, you know, of personal interest to me yeah. uh, to really like, you know, try to make a stamp on the organization in some way, shape or form that is consistent with everything we're trying to do here in the long term. You're touching on it a little bit there, but you want to expand on the, on how you've grown in your role as a board member with, with our, yeah. 
Sure. So I think one of the uh, big themes since I've been on the board and when, especially when Martin Abel took over as uh, board chair, uh, has been the theme of board engagement going from, you know, a passive board that does its statutory duties and makes, you know, approves things as it needs to on a year over year basis to towards a more active board that takes the expertise of our uh, diverse board membership and, uh, you know, puts it to its highest and best use for the organization. So we set up a committee structure a few years ago. Um, that's an exercise in, in governance, uh, you know, technical governance that I had some experience in. So I was involved in, in setting that up. And then since that time, uh, have been acting as the chair of the nominating and board governance committee. Um, and that's mm-hmm. a role or that's a committee, I should say, that's, you know, we do have uh, some interest in the day-to-day operations of, of the school. But I think my view on it is, long term are does the organization have the bones to you know, achieve its mission is it going to be structured for long-term success and as part of the the nominating role there uh it's you know how can we bring in additional board members uh to help us further that mission and that for me is i think one of the things that i'm proudest of here is in the seven years i've been here uh reflecting on where we were when, when that started compared to now I think yeah. that our board membership is, uh, you know, a lot more reflective of the communities we serve, and uh, not just in terms of you know cultural diversity uh, and gender diversity, uh, but also uh, in terms of experience diversity too. Which, yeah. uh, you know, as the organization grows, as you find new areas to bring us into and new opportunities for us to consider in that growth pattern having people at the table who bring a range of different experiences, professional and personal experiences to make a decision is, is a great thing to be a part of. Um, and so that's, you know, some of the, I, I think or looking at w- how, how I've Im- influenced things over the years. I think it's that, mm-hmm. that trend mm-hmm. towards, uh, you know, greater diversity, greater, you know, more voices at the table has been, uh, you know, a big theme of how I've approached the chair role and nominating the board governance. It's also what you're touching on there with the bones of the thing and looking forward as much as we are looking back, it's, it's this idea of, of good design. And, and I think um, that's been learning on, on, on my front uh, uh, as well over the years. And, you know, um, I, I think that's, I think with the role on nom- nominating board governance, that's kind of where it, it, you know, it, it helps us, sustain be sustainable for for some of these loftier ideas that we're looking at down the line and you you've definitely been a part of that of of kind of exploring that and setting us up for the next round the 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 years ahead of us um yeah i i that i've seen other board of directors not not on our school but that that aren't as functional and you know design is everything really it really helps an organization thrive if you don't have that at the board level at, at the organizational level um you can't realize these goals that are are super important to to impacting communities right yeah and look to the credit of our our fellow my fellow board members you know i think and to the benefit of the school we operate in a, a low ego environment where everyone is very mission focused here and our mission is you know delivering high quality music education to kids in the gta and when you think about it from that lens it becomes less about you know seeing an individual's particular idea go forward in the particular way that 
they wanted to, as much as what is the right thing to do here? And not just for today in this particular circumstance, but does this decision we're making now make sense in five years from now and 10 years from now? Yeah. And, you know, are we approaching this decision in a way, in a process that, you know, we'll be able to look at it and say, we made a well-reasoned decision and, you know, hopefully we're planting a seed that, you know, will come to fruition in a period of time. So structurally, yeah, like we, we're making decisions today that, you know, we're not going to see the benefit of for a few years. Yeah. But yeah. I look forward to those days in a few years when, you know, the organization is, is growing, we're stronger, you know, we're able to yeah. have yeah. broader reach for our mission. And, you know, that'll be a great feeling then. And I think that, you know, we're doing that exercise now. I get down to that macro level of every, this conversation that we're having today is super important. Um, one person listening to this, it, it changes their life and their approach. It, it really, all of the, what my point is, all of these discussions, all of these interactions really matter. And, and so, you know, if we take them that seriously, that, that every bit makes part of the bigger whole, I really, uh, I love seeing where we've been able to go. And, and, you know, I, I've always considered our board of directors to be like a sounding board. So you'll take an idea crafted by, you know, wherever the, 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 it comes from, you know, a, a few music educators around a room come up with this weird concept and you, th you throw it by the board and it goes through all these different brains and the discussion that kind of happens. And then when it comes out the other end, I really feel that it's like been tried and tested by multiple perspectives. And there's a real beauty in that kind of collaboration to me. I've always loved that. Yeah. And I think that speaks to the need, the real need for diversity at the board level, uh, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. we are, we are that sounding board for you. And, you know, it's essential to what we do that you and your team come up with those ideas. Like, you know, what excites me and a lot of what happens when those new ideas come along and you say, mm -hmm. Hey, we think that there's a new community that we have an idea that how, how we could help, you know, with an issue there and whether it's, you know, mm -hmm. I'm thinking of like youth and criminal justice, for example, what yeah. role can music play to, yeah. you know, help kids in the system as part of their, you know, redevelopment and, yeah. you know, opportunities like that don't strike us uh, in our day to day. And so when they're presented to us, it's, it's great because you kind of get that feeling there that, yeah, there's a lot of ways this mission can be applied in a lot of communities that, you know, could benefit from what we do here as long as you think about what we do as a very kind of elastic thing that can be bent and molded and, you know, shaped to suit different, different roles. And so having that wealth of experience and ideas to test that idea out and to mm -hmm. see where mm -hmm. those sensitivities are going to be and yeah. guide it, you know, towards its best use and, and real life use is that's exciting for, for me. And so that those yeah. pilot programs, those new communities are, are, you know, great opportunities for the board to really kind of do its thing and, and help you bring it to life. You talk about, you know, certain programs in, 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 in schools on arts management and governance and all of this. And it's, you're learning it here in real time with our guest today, Jesse Mighton, a board member with the Regent Park School of Music. He's held the title of secretary, uh, chair of the nominating board governance committee. Uh, supporter of Crescendo, donor, volunteer, you name it. He, he's wearing many hats in support of, of, of the work that we are doing across the city of Toronto. Um, Jesse, you were touching on it there with our youth justice program with Turning Point Youth Services. Um, kind of 
how elastic a community music program needs to be. In your own words, what does community mu music mean to you? How would you define it? Oh, great question. So one of the intrinsic qualities about music is bringing people together and bringing people together. I guess also we have to talk about like the definition of community and what is a community. I think often we think of like a geographic you know, space, people living in this area. But I think one thing I've learned through my time in this organization, the community takes many different forms. And I think mm -hmm. especially during this crucible that is the COVID times, you know, we're all far flung and yet still we're, we're a community. Mm -hmm. So music bringing people together for a shared experience uh, and whatever they're going to take from that experience is, you know, an individual question is, is what community music is about to me. And so there's two, well, a few levels to it. One is yes, getting people together, bringing music into the community, replacing uh, some of what's being lost as you know, arts programming is being cut from you know, the public education system. Uh, you know, we have a role to play in, in the educational component of that, but also um, you know, what it is about music as a vehicle that is so powerful and different than other things like you know, sports or other pursuits that people might do uh, extracurricularly. I yeah. think music is a very unique thing because of this uh, shared creative experience that you, you don't get in other places. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I've often wondered that, right? What is the special sauce that makes music um, well, not, 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 not better, but just different, but super effective in bringing people together? I mean, it, the food is a whole other thing. Food and music look out, right? You've got to. Absolutely. Yeah. No, like we can do another podcast about food sometime, anytime, we're through, <laughs> but we're here to talk about music. Yeah. And I, look, like many, and I, I'm thinking of Stevie Wonder, have commented like music is a language, right? Like it's, right. A, it's a form of communication and it's a universal form that, you know, you don't have to have other things in common with the people you're doing this with other than the ability to, to make music in some way, shape or form. And there's something, you know, I've, I've found in my personal experience, like when you're making music with others you're kind of communicating on a on a different level and whether it's like a highly structured kind of like orchestral we're going to play this song in this particular way together or more free-flowing kind of let's just express our ideas in this jam mm -hmm. um there's a release part of it and there's a creative part of it that you know nourishes something in the human spirit and so like i, I mentioned a couple of, I, I play bass bass guitar is kind of like what I do for fun. I'm certainly not no virtuoso, but it is a fun, fun outlet. Mm -hmm. And there's a thing that happens, you know, in a rhythm section when, when like a bassist and a drummer kind of lock in and it, you, you don't find that level of communication, like intrinsic communication, you're not yeah. saying anything, you're grooving together. Yeah. You can't find that in other places. Uh, and you know, it's a really a way of, you know, bringing people together to, to do that, to learn how to do that, yeah. uh, that, that you can take out of that jam session, out of that rehearsal into the real world, into your yeah. interactions with other people, yeah. that there's a huge value there. Like it's, it just comes back to you know, skills of communication and music being part and parcel of that. So that's, that's, that's so well put. Like I, you know, I almost see it from the other way. I see it from the, um, like yes, the 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 musical worlds I I come from. When I see the same kind of um, magic happen in day to day life, and it does happen in day to day life, you're like, oh, that that 
that collaboration, that finishing of the other person's sentence that, you know, like uh, when, when you see collaboration done right, it kind of does remind me of the magic that happens in the music room. And so it, it, it is interesting, right? Like it, it's, but you're right. There's something so special that we, we shouldn't even attempt to, uh, to define or, or, or put a finger on, but I think you did a really great job of trying there, right? It's, <laughs> um, and, and it is really, I think the, 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 the fundamental, when we get down to what we are as a school, it, it is really our, it's the pillar of what, you know, our day to day is all about. So that and linking it to community. And that's when the magic happens, I think. And that's what makes us different than say a, a for-profit model where it's all about just, sure. you, you know, um, learning the nuts and bolts of music. Not that for-profit models don't touch on community building. They certainly do just naturally. Right. Uh, look, I think I, uh, the large part, a large part about what this organization is about is opportunity, right? So, you know, I subscribe to that worldview that talent is fairly evenly distributed, but opportunity is not. And so giving families options and opportunities to put their kids uh, in, in, into a musical environment mm-hmm. is so important. Um, and, you know, uh, when I started seven years ago, uh, you know, I didn't have kids of my own and now they're mm-hmm. old enough to talk back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have a much more uh, sympathy and empathy at this point for mm-hmm. other parents uh, asking themselves the question, you know, what can, you know, how can I make my kid become them, their best self? Yeah. You know, what can I, what, yeah. what opportunities can I provide to them to find that spark that they really connect with, you know? Um, and and yeah. having a role or, or, or our organization having a role in that and, you know, providing that opportunity for families mm-hmm. is, you know, so huge, uh, that that's the mission there. And, you know, whatever, whatever kids are going to take away from it, whether it's, you know, a love of music or, uh, you know, the discipline of practice, or even just, you know, something to do, uh, to, to hang out with their friends and, and yeah. you know, the faculty uh, for, you know, yeah. whatever time period it is every week is, yeah. you know, a big boon. Um, yeah. So that's, that's the community part of it as well. Yeah. And, you know, in, in the times that we're in, this is our season three of the podcast where it's our socially distanced uh, season where, but we are remaining connected through the miracle of zoom and other, other tools. Um, you know, we often say that the work that we do uh, is, is just helping our students kind of find their own voices. Um, often we, we, I've used the term that we, we, we act as a second family for our students. We really, the building of community now, the lines are blurred in this new reality that we find ourselves in. But I, I want you to kind of, if you can, just share one or two of your fondest memories um, and maybe link it back to that impact on on that one child that you saw something change in them, you know, if you were in, in, in your time with the school, um, if any, any of that comes to mind, it doesn't have to be that, but I just, I I wondered if anything comes to mind there. So yeah, I've got, I've got two, one is a specific one is a general. So talk about the Mm -hmm. general one first. Um, I, it really makes me smile when uh, established artists, align themselves with our cause in a way that kids can see and feel and experience. And so what I'm thinking of there, uh, you know, our, the collaboration we did with Frank Dukes and Parkscapes 
that allowed kids to go in and record music in a studio with a world-class uh, producer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to see that music go into the world and be adopted into, you know, a very successful pop album. Yeah. That's incredible. Right. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. for, for yes. a kid to have, yeah. it's, it's yeah. almost yeah. surreal thinking about that. Uh, similarly, you know, Jim Cregan, uh, another big supporter and someone who's you know, lent yeah. his, his considerable talents and time to yeah. taking kids and showing them the, the musical process is amazing. And, but I'm also thinking of like, Julie Black on stage at Crescendo performing yeah. with kids in the program. Yeah. And, you know, that's the moment where, you know, I, I think of, uh, you know, a young kid plucking up the courage to, to get on stage yeah. and perform in front of a room of, of, of strangers and to be there with, you know, an absolute world-class Canadian talent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you see it in the, in the face, like this is, a, this is a moment. So those, those type of interactions and providing those opportunities to, really make the world small and really uh, put kids in the room with people who have used or, or who music is, the, is their life is, is really great. You um, know, you're, you're, you're doing something here that I, I, I think is really interesting to me is the idea of whatever Michelle told you to get you into this mess is like, <laughs> it, it, it changed both of our, it's changed many lives. Right. And you just you talked about that Frank Dukes. We were talking earlier about like, all the little things that need to happen in order for a big thing to really bloom. That's another example of there were many steps along the way there, right? Mm. Agreements with lawyers, uh, moving very quickly, but smartly, right? Right. It was just like an ad agency. There were all these kind of different communities coming together to push out this wonderful final collaboration. Um, I think if anyone's listening to this that has um, an ambition to want to get into this kind of philanthropy, I think you're doing a, a fine job in terms of s- selling the the impact and the experience and what it brings to your life. Because I see it. I see it like, you know, and as you grow in your personal life and your career, this work seems to be growing alongside it. And I never put those two into together for some reason until talking with you this morning. So, yeah. No, like it's amazing when you're a part of a thing that starts from like a germ of an idea and goes out into the world. And not like yeah. you have the tough job though, Richard, because you know, these ideas come to you and you have to kind of triage in what way is the best way to give them life. You mean uh, you mean the the funnest job, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean really, because they're all such beautiful ideas. All you're right though, that is part of what I do, is like I've often joked and tried to simplify it and saying, all I really do is have to say yes to 98% of the beautiful ideas that come by me. It's really, or, or try to explore how to, you know, adapt the idea to, to, to make it real. But yeah. Well, look, it's the fact that the ideas are coming and people want them mm-hmm. and are asking the question, mm-hmm. how can mm-hmm. we work together? Look, look I've got yeah. this idea. Is there a way to yeah. do this? Yeah. I think that just reflects that there's, we're doing something right. Well, that was, I, I tell you that if you go back to that Frank Dukes collaboration, that was a conversation between our student development manager, Jasper Gahunia. And, and well, you've heard there's an episode on this podcast that kind of, with Jasper that kind of unpacks the, the bringing to life of that special project because we realized how special it was. And it, he's talking passionately to a, a dear friend of his from BBDO, one of the biggest right. ad firms right in the world. And, and so there things happen as people talk and things evolve right. from there. And 
it's all it's all hinged on trust too, and I think we touched on that in that episode. Is that it just doesn't happen accidentally? I don't think it happens through you know deep roots. You can't really force it either, but you have to be there well, in absolutely in life as well. Yeah, and I think that's you know just to comment on what what is a board's role in all of this mm. because mm. I think it's first of all to the extent it's not punching out, it it, it needs to that it's you and your staff who do this lifting, and you know. I've viewed the board's role as either a lead blocker to clear the way so you guys can move faster if you need to move faster or, you know, where it's needed to be the brakes to fine tune and say, hey, let's figure this part of this idea out a little bit more. Or that part of this idea needs to be you know, thought through a bit more before it goes into the world. But really, it's just that, that touch point that you guys can, uh, no personal animus, do the sanity check and then... Yeah keep going because you know you you understand the mission better than anyone and you and your team including you know jasper Allison, and others mm-hmm. uh you know are really becoming a very fine-tuned machine uh in delivering nice the package and especially you know look this year has been uniquely challenging to everyone but our organization pivoted from you know in-person yeah. schooling to i think you've called yeah. it like you know a youtube station or a radio station yeah overnight yeah. Um, yeah. And we're all looking forward to getting back to a more normal circumstance. But, you know, I think you guys have you know, learned and grown immensely through this and will be able to deliver an even better model whenever normal or whatever normal looks like gets back to us. Well, thanks. Uh, thank you for sharing. We're on RPSM radio. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, but uh, <laughs> it's true. It is really nice to connect with you in this context. And I think. Uh, you, you know, it's nice to go a little deeper with you and, and, and with all of our board members. That's part of this season in terms of, uh, you know, learning their stories a little more inherently so that, that we can, I, I don't know, just, just, uh, when we sit at the boardroom table, which we're about to do later today, uh, mm-hmm. we know each other just a little better. And, and that means a lot, you know, as we're, as we're collaborating on, on this journey. Um, Jesse, I want to, I want to thank you. One last question. Unless you have uh, other things you want to add, but I one last question for you is: What are your hopes and dreams for the Region Park School of Music, and where do we go from here? Where do we where do you see us going from here, and and the role that you can help us play in all that? A lot of a lot of questions there. If you yeah, said I, one, I like that to throw like eight. eight. I, you know me. Okay, catch the pass here. Uh, <laughs> look, um, we we touched earlier on strong bones and. Uh, from a from a governance and organizational standpoint, making a platform for growth, and I think that that's you know what I would love to see this organization continue to do is expand its reach. And you know, I, I know I said that communities aren't always geographic communities, but yes, I think that there's a role we can play in other parts of the GTA uh, to deepen our roots. I, I think we're active in a lot of places already, whether or not it's uh, known or, or established in you know, permanent programming. We're testing those waters and part of the, the pilot programming that we, we touched on is, is what that is. So I'd love to see us, you know, really fulfill a mission that started in Regent Park with a focus on the Regent Park community and while continuing to provide our mission in Regent Park. And, you know, that'll always be our, our home. Um, growing outside of that to other places where you know we can bring that similar that similar goal and that similar opportunity to others um you know i think part of this is you know if you love 
Toronto. What, what Toronto is this huge cultural mishmash of people from all over the world and, you know, food and music, you touched on it too. Like we've got some of the best food in the city because we've got people from all over the world bringing yeah. that with them. Yeah. You know, how can we continue to have a little forum for kids and families to do that in other places like where are we needed and how can we get there? Uh, so I'd love to see us grow uh, geographically throughout the GTA. Mm-hmm. I'd also love to see us, you know, partner with others uh, in other provinces uh, with similar missions in places that, you know, it's just outside of our scope or outside of our reach. And I know you, you, you're very active in doing that and having those cross collaborations and we learn a lot from them too. Uh, it's always a work in progress. So yeah. I'd like to see more of that because I, I, I do think that music as a vehicle uh, for kids' growth and development is a mm-hmm. powerful tool. And so I just want to continue to increase that reach. Um, another thing I want to touch on that you know, I think we should be proud of as the organization is, is just we're not just uh, you know, traditional conservatory style of music. Like we have like an iPad uh, ensemble. We have, uh, you know, I've sat in on some of the DJ lessons where, mm-hmm. you know, we've got mm-hmm. local talent coming in and teaching kids modern ways of interacting with music and technology uh, to drive music. And that's, I think, so important in staying relevant and also makes things during these like, you know, challenging times a bit more practical because, you know, these are things you can do online. Right. So look, I think that, you know, I gave you eight answers to eight different questions. Hopefully there was some overlap between what you asked and what I just answered there. I appreciate it, Jesse. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's a dream, this conversation. Thank you for, um, for making it happen. And, um, yeah, no, I, I, and I really do appreciate your support as, over the last seven years, but it's really grown to this point of we're all in this pandemic together. And I think what you've helped just, you know what I mean? Really the last like, 10 months notably have been uh it feels like we've we've gone exponentially uh deeper with our with our our collaboration so i want to thank you for staying with us i know you know you have a young family and a, and and your your career you're very very busy human but i really do sincerely appreciate all that you continue to bring to this cause and making it a part of who you are you know it's i thank you I thank you, Richard, because first of all, for having me on, this has been great to, to catch up with you and, and yeah, yeah. talk about some more heady topics rather than uh, the brass tacks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, this has been uh, a great journey, uh, one that's important and, you know, one that I, I, I truly feel makes a difference. So I'm looking forward to continuing it. Thanks, Jesse. All the best to you and yours. Thanks, Richard. Thank you for supporting the Every Little Voice podcast. Please subscribe and share it with your friends and colleagues. I'm Richard Marcella from the Regent Park School of Music, where to learn more, visit rpmusic.org. Thank you for your support. Be safe, and we'll see you again next time. Thank you.